In the cozy heart of North Carolina, as Christmas bells ring their tune, Triad families decorate and dream of a home they hope to buy soon. They are tired of paying rent, but have been too scared by the news. Less homes for sale and higher interest rates gave everyone the blues. But as we go into the new year, there's an opportunity for joy, as a new home in 2024 is on Santa's wish list for every girl and boy. Rates are lower and homes are selling. The triad is quite hot. The Sharp Mortgage Team will talk to you with great care and thought. Even if you are not ready today to take the next step in your life, we know that life can change quickly for a husband and wife. There is no obligation to talk to our local team about your dreams. No stress at this time of year. It's as easy as it seems. Celebrate Christmas knowing you are well on your way to build beautiful traditions and magic for future holidays. The Sharp Mortgage Team raises a toast to your family's festive cheer, whether you're ready now to buy or waiting till next year. A house truly becomes a home when filled with love and holiday songs. Christmas 2024 in your new home is where happy holiday hearts belong. This is the Triad Podcast Network. You dropped a bomb on me, baby. baby. You know what, though? You dropped the pod on me. You dropped the pod Start on me. Start the show. Baby. baby. You dropped the pod on me. How, how much of that can we sing before we have money? Let's stop now. Welcome <laughs> to Triad Dads with a Drink, everyone's favorite podcast about three guys talking about stuff that does not matter. I am Tim. I'm one of the three Triad Dads with a Drink. I have two kids, Piglet and Chicklet. I have a lovely wife. She's fantastic. And I live in the Piedmont Triad region of North Carolina. Uh, my co-hosts are, first of all, you in the gray, uh, what was that, a half zip, a quarter zip? What you got? It's quarter zip. It, quarter dad, zip. dad pod energy in the wintertime is always quarter zip, right? Actually, you're going hoodie. And, and Dave, are you just like short sleeve t-shirt over there? Look at you. Man, we are three. To, it, it is. Uh, I'm Adam. I have three kids. They are Cody. They are Picky Eater. They are Nugget. And I have a lovely, lovely wife as well. Uh, the wonderful mother of those three children. Uh, Tim, you got a lot of energy tonight for a, for a Sunday evening. Look at you. I'm just making it happen. Just making it happen. All right. Uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Flex, Mr. Rip Biceps, Mr. Veins popping through your arms. Who are you? Hey, y'all. I'm Dave. Married, wonderful, perfect wife, two kids, Sneak and Star, uh, and living in the uh, the easternmost fringes of the triad. He's already We're started. Straight to the, He's already getting straight to the brews. Let's do it. Let's. Uh... That was good. So those are the dads in Triad Dads with a Drink. Let's talk a little bit about the drink. Uh, these drinks are furnished by our sponsors at Fiddlin' Fish Brewing, located in downtown Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Oh, I'm talking through the fizz. Oh, listen yeah, to that. That's impressive. Oh, he drinks and he pours things. I drink and I know things. I have from uh, Fiddlin' Fish. Well, you know, in, in take one... Uh, take one of this podcast. I had a nice spiced ale, holiday spiced ale, um, but I drank it for the first episode that uh, will never see the light of day. And so now I have pivoted 
to one of their themed beers supporting one of our local teams here in the triad. This is Bird's Brew. It is supporting the Carolina Thunderbirds hockey team that plays over at the Joel Coliseum Annex. It is, uh, I don't know, about to take a sip and try it. So I, it's, I like it's a lighter beer. That, uh, the fact that two of the three of us started with a 9.3% fiddle and fish last episode might mm-hmm. contribute to the fact that we never finished it. Just yet. There, It is not on here, but I'm guessing it's. it tastes like a lager. Um, so that's, that's my guess. It's light. It's only four and a half percent. Um, I'm usually not a lager person, but if it's fiddle and fish, it's always going to be good. And this is quite tasty, a good starter beer for the pod tonight. You know, I've been to a few of those Carolina Thunderbirds games, and I think it's a good idea to start them out at four and a half percent. One of the owners of fiddle and fish that, uh, the Thunderbirds were his second favorite sponsorship that fiddle and fish does. After, of mm. course, this pod. Of course, absolutely. Now, they, they don't. They usually, don't stop. They don't. Do they interrupt the hockey game like during intermission when they're driving on the Zamboni and just talk about fiddle and fish for an hour and a half? No, they do not. Dave usually doesn't get to join us in the fiddle and fish pond because he is located on the far eastern edge of the triad. Uh, but this week he was able to uh, enjoy those sweet, sweet delicacies uh, from fiddle and fish. And uh, Dave, what are you drinking tonight? That's right. So I, uh, I, I wisely am. Not doing the ass over tea kettle, which is a delicious uh, winter warmer. Got to say, love that uh, that beer from from the previous attempt. Uh, tonight, I'm going with currently clad in a knit koozie, uh, the Ardmore Amber, which is one of my favorites of theirs. Usually uh, on cycle, uh, and uh, Ardmore being the first place in the triad that we ever lived. More font on the on the can, uh, and so we'll see if uh... that sounded great. You know the thing better yeah. than how it sounds? It's how it tastes. Yeah. I wasn't quite sure when you held that up whether that koozie was actually the artwork on the can or whether it was a nice knitted koozie. How about you, Mr. Tim? What you drinking on night number two? So I am drinking from Fiddlin' Fish a, an ESB, an extra special bitter, uh, that is in honor of Piedmont Craftsman's 60th anniversary. Piedmont Craftsman, a... Craft and uh, handmade garment, jewelry, uh, housewares, decorative objects, uh, co-op that's located in downtown Winston-Salem. Um, they recently celebrated their 60th, and Fiddlin' Fish brewed this beer in their mm. honor. I'm a big fan of an ESB, uh, and I know you guys are too. It's a sort of an underrated beer style, I think. This one's delicious. It tastes like I could be sitting in a pub somewhere in England, uh, just having got a little bitterness, but is uh, very delightful. Goes down real smooth. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I've never tried an ESB, so I think after I finish off this uh, this Carolina Thunderbirds Birds Brew, I think I've, you, uh, I got one of those as well from our friends at Fiddle and Fish, so I think I'm going to crack that open for the, for the second one tonight. Great. Never tried it before. So those are the brews. You know about the dads. Every week on this show, week, month, sometimes every Fortnite. two, three months, yeah, when we turn on when we turn on the trimester when we turn on the microphones uh we enjoy talking about some of our most dad-like moments something that is quintessentially dad that has happened in our lives over the last week month trimester so let's talk some dad moments guys uh let's go snake draft here and go back to you tim for what is your dad mo for this episode this time of year is always chock full of dad moments so it's really hard to pick one but this was uh, uh, one where I was actually um, uh, informed on what my dad moment would be by my kids, Piglet and Chicklet. 
mm. recently they uh, created a little surprise for me. Um, they were real excited about it. They took a picture of Batman sort of in action, you know, sort of running, and they added a beard to Batman and uh, created a little poster that I hung in my office that says uh, Secret ID and then my name, uh, a.k.a. Best Daddy Ever. And across his chest, he's got Daddy Man written. <laughs> and, and they signed it with their names, and that is hanging on my wall. And they uh, uh, asked my wife, uh, just before we recorded this um, the podcast, they said, do you think Daddy's going to use our drawing as his dad moment? And I was like, well, well now, but yeah. probably always, but especially now. So that's mine. Do you have the drawing? Uh, it is actually hanging in my office at work. I've got a picture of it uh, that I will forward you okay. so that you can understand what we're working with here. I want to, yeah, we need to describe it for, for the listeners. Uh, Daddy yeah. Man is, uh, that's the leader in the clubhouse for the title of this episode. Daddy that's Man. No, 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 no. Some flags right there. I like it. Hey man, we're just using our SEO. <laughs> there's one way to there's there's different ways to do that. We're gonna try a different approach this week this time. SEO and ASMR, man. That's right. All right, let's see. Let's see. We got it. We got a little picture here. Okay. Oh, that's awesome. Oh wow, that's an impressive drawing. Yeah, I don't like I don't, in action. Yeah, I don't know. Like I think it was copied from a from a drawing somewhere. I don't think that's. Uh, I don't think she's Bob Kane, but um, <laughs> it's pretty sweet. I love it. I love it. Wow. Well, best done, daddy well ever. Yeah. Well, best yeah. daddy ever. That's that's impressive. That's going to be tough to beat. That's going to be tough to beat. Um, all right, Dave. What's your dad mo? All right. So my dad mo was, uh, was a couple weeks ago. Uh, we were hosting girls from school over here at the house with uh, Star. <laughs> And so my wife had all of that on point. My job was Sneak, uh, and we'll use her real name, Stella, the dog. Um, Stella was coming up that week the second time in four years that she has had a tumor removed from uh, the, the, the nether regions of her backside within uh, an inch of, <laughs> of the yeah. um, so, so we had a dog. <laughs> Who is uh, recovering from uh, da daddy man's removal. daddy man's uh, superpower is not subtlety. <laughs> it's, it's, it's anatomy. It's technical we use the real word for it in our house. The book. Um, so my job was to uh, keep Stella from getting any anywhere in the house. Uh, also, one of the girls that was participating at our house is deathly afraid of dogs. and cannot be in the same room as a dog. Uh, and uh, Sneak needed to like not think that his job was to just terrorize all of the girls. So I set up a little man cave dog nest in this room here in my wife's office, uh, brought the Nintendo Switch up from the basement because the basement was now uh, girl land. So we brought the Switch up. I found an old computer monitor, figured out how to hook the Switch up to the computer monitor, set it up on a stool in front of the couch, Built a little bed in the corner for Stella where she could hang out. And me and Sneak and Stella just like hung out here and played Zelda uh, for the better uh, of a day, which ended up being a blast. Like he thought it was like the coolest thing ever, right? We got the little monitor propped up and it was 
It was fun. We were the side act. Is it the new Zelda for the Switch? Yes. Yeah. Tears what do you think? Oh, it's yeah? awesome. It's awesome. Yeah, we got we got a Switch last Christmas with Breath of the Wild. Um, and beat it about, I guess, about two weeks after Tears of the Kingdom came out uh, and started Tears of the Kingdom that day. And we're not even halfway through it. Like, it's just unbelievably huge. And not a sponsor. Could be. Shigeru <laughs> Miyamoto. Bring it on. We'll add your name right in. We'll be like Fiddling Fish in Nintendo. I love it. We got, yeah. If uh, we got, you know, we don't put this up on the full episode on video, but we got a Fiddle and Fish logo up here. We got the TPN logo. Like you said, we can just put one right in here, right next to Dave, right? Right. To just to the right of your, yeah, exactly. Right where you're holding your hands. Perfect. Right there. We'll put Link right up there. Is Link still in the game? Is he still okay? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Still All right. Good. This time of year, people like to make plans for what they want to accomplish. Maybe your focus in 2024 is buying, selling, or investing in real estate. Maybe it's purchasing your first home or building wealth for your family. Whatever your goals are, the agents at The Ginther Group can help. It's never too early to begin working with Blake Ginther and his team, who have been a trusted resource to the triad community since 2010. To reach Blake and his team at The Ginther Group, just visit theginthergroup.com or give them a call, 336 283 8689. There were little dad moments here and there. I didn't have anything that was like truly like dad. Wow. I mean, the fall, unfortunately, there's a lot of travel and not being around for things during the fall for me. Um, but uh, I think I think probably the most dad thing that I've done recently was put up lights at the house. We've never really been a uh, holiday lights, Christmas lights, whatever you want to call them, um, whatever you observe and celebrate. But um, the kids just love them. The kids love lights and they always kind of, you know, they, they comment when you drive by, they're like, look at that house, look at that house. And then like your inner competitive dad kind of kicks in. I don't know if you guys get that or not, but I was like, all right, well, you know, I'm not going to go like Clark Griswold on this, but I'm at least going to do something. And so over the years, I'll, I'll spend a little bit of money each year and like gradually add to it. So I, I spent pretty much an entire afternoon into the evening, maybe a good six to seven hours putting up lights and stuff around the house. And I think the most dad part of it is just the the wiring of everything, right? It's figuring yes. out like it's, it's doing the maze of extension cords and, and um, power strips and different things. Like we don't have a ton of outdoor outlets. We have like a house light. We have an old house. And so there's like a, a little lamp, lamp out, um, an outdoor lamp out front that's in the ground next to the driveway. It's got one plug on it. And then all the way on the other side of the house near our um, outdoor condenser units for our HVAC is another um, plug. And so it's basically like, how can I reach all of these different things to basically two spots on opposite ends of the house? So I've probably got no fewer than six extension cords and three or four power strips running all around the front of our house. And so, but it's got, uh, we've got a little light up minion, one of Tim's favorite characters. I know, uh, we've got a little Darth, we got a little Darth Banana. Vader. Yeah. We got a little Darth Vader blow up. We got a little pokeball with a, with a light inside that, uh, keeps it, um, uh, keeps it all lit up at night. 
and then there's just lights in various bushes and trees around the house. And um, and then I brought a, I got a little uh, uh, projector um, for for the front of the house as well. So that also like shines into the like through the the blinds of the kids' bedroom and like shines up on their ceiling. So that now they love sleeping with their blinds open at night because because that'll like show up the like the red and green bursts will will show up on their ceiling. So that's. Uh, yeah, so that's that's been the big. Uh, that was never something that we did when I was growing up. Like we didn't. I mean, you know, we didn't have uh, lights or anything around the house and things like that. It was never something that we did up until up until the kids got to the point where they're like, "We want lights at our house," and you're not gonna. I can't say no to that. I would like to point out that you said you're not going full Clark Griswold, but Clark Griswold's kids in that movie were older than yours, which means if you're adding a little bit every year, you, <laughs> you could get there. I could. I don't do anything on the roof, though. I mean, you guys have seen my house. That's that's not a safe thing to do. We saw the movie. It's not a safe thing to do at anyone's house. Well, that's fair. Yeah. So there's dad moment. Man, Tim, I, I, I forget what, what it's time to do at this point of the podcast. I feel like if we look around the room, the room that you're in, we will find some clues. So let's work together to figure out what. So I see behind you uh, some some pennants for some baseball teams. I see some mm-hmm. uh, maybe some football paraphernalia. I see a stormtrooper helmet, and I see a massive, hulking, uh, vibrating, resonant, uh, circular, uh, spinnable object that looks like it wishes us ill will but also wants to take us under its wing to guide us toward a brighter future do, do you also see that no i just want you to keep going now <laughs> that was a, that was incredible oh yeah there it is for when you when you said when you said massive and hulking i thought you were talking about dave again but you said it was in it was in my room so okay oh they, hey wheel how's it going okay ready uh oh landed on me my topic for oh my god where did you find that i still have the framed one from like 2001 and i occasionally bust it out and just set it in my wife's office she walks in and sees talk about talk about hulking yep for for those that cannot uh, cannot see can only hear, I'm holding up a framed photo uh, in sepia tone of the three hosts of this podcast performing our best Abercrombie and Fitch cargo short ad from 2001. I think I was actually wearing jorts. I think I was actually wearing jorts. I think I was. Yeah. Cargo khakis, and you were wearing jorts. I had not yet discovered cargo khakis yet. My guess for mine. Was I was. For, I. I am from. I am from. I. I spent basically my entire <laughs> life up until that point in Florida. So, <laughs> jorts are. Are you born with jorts, or do they get assigned at Like, are you? Mm, it comes you with come the birth certificate. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. With the birth certificate come your first pair of jorts. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, baby showers. Sorry, all to, sorry to hijack you away there, but we talked about being jacked. Store. I just couldn't. I couldn't stay away any longer. <laughs> That's amazing. I love that you had that so close by. <laughs> oh, I, I seriously like, like I periodically it's like our elf on the shelf. I'll just like set it on a bookshelf somewhere in my wife's office so that hopefully in the middle of the day she looks over and it's just like son of a bitch. some houses have elf on, elf on a shelf. You have hunks on a bunk. Hunks on a bunk. <laughs> I did appreciate the one that you said earlier, which was uh, chewy on a buoy. Chewy on a buoy. <laughs> 
that. That was good. All right. My, my topic for tonight, um, is what is something when you, when you guys, we all have multiple children. What is something that you did when you only had one kid that you realized once you had your second was unnecessary and way too over the top and overkill as a parent. I'll, I'll, I'll start with one. When we had our first child, Cody, when he was a baby and we started, you know, he had all these toys and everything. My wife and I, mostly my wife, we used to every single week disinfect all of his toys. We bought this special toy disinfectant spray and we would go into now there was like a, a, a small room in our first house when that we lived in when we had him. And so there weren't a ton of toys in there, but we used to go and spray those toys and disinfect them pretty much weekly. Needless to say, once we had our second and then our third, I don't even want to know that the, the germs and, and everything that's living on those toys right now, because that hadn't happened in years. So there you go. There's mine. Yeah, did you guys I ever do that? With, did you guys ever do that with toys? Before you get into yours, did you ever do that before? I, you know, no, we didn't have like a specific toy disinfectant, but I feel like we did have times that we would just like, we just cleaned everything more. And this is long pre-COVID, I think. Then we went through that COVID period where we were, you know, like washing our groceries or whatever. But, but I, yeah, I do think that we just cleaned more um, in general, like just wiped everything down more, cleaned the toys more. Yeah, I'm sure we did. So I think for us, the biggest difference between kid one and kid two is that we did a lot of research on everything for kid one. And part of it is because we didn't know anything. And part of it is because we just like, by kid two, we had already, you know, like, if you need a car seat, we already had like a car seat. And we already knew, like, we'd already read all the stuff. So we already had a sense of like, what actually matters. And there are a lot of features on things in general that we realized just didn't matter. You know, uh, a, a lot of like bells and whistles on stuff. Like things just got simpler with the second kid, especially because our kids are only 20 months apart. So like very often we would have to buy a second of a lot of things because the first one was still using it. It wasn't like we could immediately just pass it down. Uh, so there were a lot of things that we had to buy twice. And so the second one, we would always get like, the bargain version of whatever that was still like safe and well rated, but was just like 30 bucks cheaper. And that would be kind of the way we went with car seats and the way we went with cribs and the way we went with all that stuff was just like, everything was a little cheaper, fewer features, but partly because like we probably had a nice one in the house. And sometimes we would give like the nicer version of something to the second kid. If it was more relevant for a smaller child, you know, like I think of some of the stuff that we had with, you know, like we'd go ahead and, and go up to the next level of car seat, but we would like get a Graco instead of a Britax. We would just kind of go. So that was a big thing was um, I feel like we just spent a ton of time figuring out stuff because it was two on one with our first kid. We had two parents with graduate degrees versus one tiny thing. What, what could they possibly, you know, right? And then the second kid came along and we were chasing a toddler while trying to like change an infant. And so everything just got like boiled down. So that, that's what I thought of. 
So ours, I was, I, I thought of this and I went and talked to my wife. I was like, can you think of a better one? She's like, no. With Star. Yeah, go ahead, Tim. Tell us, tell us about your second beer. Sorry, I wasn't trying to interrupt. Uh, uh, no, my second ex- beer. I got, I got excited. Is uh, how about brown trout, which is a nice uh, brown ale from Fiddlin' Fish. I really like the label on this one. It's got a sort of um, national forest, national park service sort of. Um, uh, it's a very nice brown ale. So that's number two. Let's get the opening. Out. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Yep. Good pour. Good pour. I mean, we're an audio Good medium, impressed. but man, we got some great visuals. So Did this was a. When Star, right. yeah. <laughs> so when when Star was uh, a baby, we went to the beach for the first time. Very very concerned, right? So we had a, an elaborate setup for her at the beach. There was a tent that was purpose built <laughs> right, with, the, with the UPF coating and the wind. Um, and and Star was not a small baby, if y'all might remember. But oh yeah, we decided that even she though had Star arms was like a not, stack of marshmallows. It was the Michelin, the Michelin man, baby <laughs> super cute, Amazing. super Perfect. cute, incredibly cute. That's the way babies like, are supposed to look, man. Absolutely. Oh my god, it was great. I love it. So baby. we were uh-huh. like, what? What should we do with this baby that's not allowed outside of the tent? Right, the baby's not allowed to see the sun. The baby's in the tent all day. So we get Correct. a full body swimsuit for this baby, and we stuff it in. <laughs> and this is this is the baby stuffed into the full body swimsuit i'm showing a picture now for those on the pod she looks like a beekeeper pants legs at this point she did not have the hat on nor the wraparound sunglasses we joked the only part of her body you could see were her cheeks and they were just covered in a quarter inch of zinc oxide again not in the sun in a tent but then we started to freak out right because we're like she's gonna overheat She's going to overheat and die. She's got too many clothes on. So what was our solution? We bought a portable fan that we bought and positioned directly over the baby that we had wrapped in the stuffing and put. And then we got a picture of of Sneak, like two years later, just in a swim diaper. Like, just just like, I picture, I picture, I picture Star wearing like a veil over her face. Well, she's she's at the it beach. was a swim veil. Like, it's basically one of uh, Padme's outfits. Yeah, yeah. It's Queen Amidala in full regalia. God Almighty! That was that was it. That was it. All right, I'm gonna go get my ESB real quick. It's time to get serious about your financial future. It's never too early, but it could be too late to get started. And that's oftentimes the hardest part, getting started. How much do I save? Where do I invest? Do I save for college or retirement? How much for each? And who do I talk to about it all? Okay, we'll keep things simple for now and help you answer the last one. We recommend you begin with a local financial advisor. And that's Jennifer Johnson of Three Magnolias Financial Advisors. She'll sit down with you for a complimentary introductory consultation and go over all of your questions. Get started on the path to achieving your financial goals. Visit 3magnoliasfinancialadvisors.com or call 336-701-1600. Get comfortable with your financial future. 3 Magnolias Financial Advisors. Retirement, financial planning, and investments. Securities offered through Satara Advisor Networks, LLC, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Three Magnolias Financial Advisors. Three Magnolias Financial Advisors and Satara Advisor Networks are not affiliated. Satara is under separate ownership from any other named entity. All right, before we spin the wheel. Oh, 
busted in and ah. spin the wheel. That My very good. first ESP. Ooh, Thank God, you. I hope you love it because it's amazing. This is the Piedmont Kratzman. If he hates it, then we're dumb. We are. It's fiddling fish it. beer. I'm not going to hate it. Come yeah, on now. It's fish impossible can't, hate. can't hate fiddling fish. That's right. While this settles, before I take a sip, let me uh, go ahead and spin the old wheelie wheel. It's like the wheel got underwater for a second there, but we're good. Uh, Dave, Dave landed on you this time. All right, y'all. So it is the the holiday festive season here, depending on when you're listening. Uh, Happy Hanukkah. Merry Christmas. Happy Kwanzaa. Uh, and so, uh, I love to immerse myself. Uh, uh, we do, we do Christmas in our house. And so I'm all in on the tunes. And so I've listened already to about 97 hours worth of Christmas music, uh, since December 1st. So I thought it'd fun be to do your quick hit of three favorite and two hated or least favorite, uh, Christmas mm. or holiday songs, how do you choose to, to pick it? Uh, can, and, oh, go ahead, Adam. Let's get some. Can I ask a question rules. before we do this? We when? In your opinions, when is it okay to start listening to Christmas music? We start on the trip to wherever we're going for Thanksgiving. Oh, like we oh get, okay. We get, yeah. So you at least wait until around Thanksgiving. Yeah, we do. Okay. All right. So, but you I can, I can get down I'm with that. I'm a firm believer in Thanksgiving. Like, I'm a, I'm a Thanksgiving. Thank you. Like, Thank you. Like, I, I, I'm sort of passionate about Thanksgiving. It, it mm-hmm. is a, at the very least, a top two holiday for me. Top three, top three. I mean, Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas. And that's what's crazy is three of the best holidays happen in quick succession. And I feel like each one needs their proper due. So in our house, like I don't judge anybody if they want to put their Christmas lights up in September 1st. But in our house, we do basically... Halloween in October, Thanksgiving in November, and then starting like after you've finished your Thanksgiving meal the next day, that's when we put up, we go get a Christmas tree from a tree lot. We put up our Christmas decorations and then like Christmas period starts, but it starts like the day after Thanksgiving, like Black Friday basically is when we really start leaning into Christmas because I love Christmas, but I like, I feel like Thanksgiving gets short shrift, which is a shame because it's an awesome holiday. Mm. Shout it from the mountaintops. Thank you. Same for you, Tim. You and I, you and I have had some good arguments on this show. Uh, that that's that's the best. That, that might be the the most agreeable thing that I've heard you say on this podcast. <laughs> and I love it when you agree with me. So we're we're just doing great right now. <laughs> yeah. So so what do you want to do, Dave? You want to like go do it like around the horn here in terms of like good Christmas songs and then bad Christmas songs? Yo, I love it. I love or how you want to do love this? That idea. Let's do that. All right. Okay. Let's do let's do right. good. All right. Why don't you? Kick Go ahead. Start okay. us off. And, I, and I'm, I'm going to kick off with the, the owning of my three that I picked that I like. I went for, for songs that are not uh, classics nor in most people's uh, uh, listening repertoire. So I, I didn't go for like you know, the, the, the traditionals. But three that I love that are not, that are more recent. Um, Christmas Rapping by The Waitresses from like 1981. I think it's one of the greatest songs ever written, let alone Christmas mm-hmm. songs. So I don't know go if give I know it a, that song. It's like down, 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 down. It's like kind of a like a that kind of rapping, uh, quasi rapping thing they did in like blonde yeah. songs. And, yep, yeah. it is. Because the yep. band so, was sick of uh, that's that's the kind of sound. Yeah. Yep. Yep. 
So give that one a listen. Uh, Christmas is the time to say I love you by Billy Squire, uh, which is just a great rockin' Christmas song. Uh, and then yeah. Christmas time by the Smashing Pumpkins. So those Ooh. are three Christmas songs. Uh, I have actually have an, an entire playlist mix that I've made that is only songs written and recorded after 1980 uh, for Christmas that, that gives mm. you some variety. So, so if you haven't heard uh, Christmas Wrapping by The Waitresses, Christmas is the Time to Say no. Love by Billy Squire, or Christmas Time by The Smashing Pumpkins, uh, go give them a listen and see if you want to add them to your, your playlist. I love those. I like those are great. Great How about job. you, Adam? What have you got? Yeah, so uh, this one, just because um, it's one that my wife and I always kind of crack a smile whenever we hear it, but Winter Wonderland is one, and it's usually just the first line. Um, uh, and so it's kind of an inside thing where we we change up the words to something that is uh, not, not necessarily appropriate for the podcast, but Ooh. I'll just kind of leave it to the imagination. It's not, it's not, it's not that bad but um i don't know if it's something that uh, it's kind of a thing just between the two of us and i don't know if she'd appreciate me sharing with with other people after dark um and so the uh the the second one that i that i really like can i don't i don't know the name of the song but it's it gives me goosebumps every time i hear it when i watch the movie it's it's the so like John Williams did the did the score for Home Alone, and every time I watch Home Alone, when he's walking out of the church, and and the the clock chimes hit because he need he realizes that he needs to get home, and then the music kicks in when he's running home, and then he starts setting up all the traps. That song gets me every time. Not a traditional Christmas song, has no words to it, but. I mean, look, man, it's a movie soundtrack with John Williams. Like, it gets me right in the feels. It really does. Oh, that's perfect. I watched so, that movie two hours ago. We watched it last night. Or no, two nights ago. We, right. yeah. we watched it at 1 o'clock today. Hell yes. For the it's first great, time, too. Great first movie. For the first time for us, too. We, we started it at 6.05 p.m. tonight. Yeah. I went nice. from that to this, and that actually goes into my topic whenever, if the spinning yeah. wheel ever wants to bring that up. But okay, that's awesome. That was your second one. Adam, what's your third? Yep. Third one's going to be I Want a Hippopotamus for Christmas. Oh, boy. Just a great that, song. Got, Just a oof, great song. We were agreeing so much earlier. Oh, I wow. Like that. I think that's going to end up on your it's other list. No negatives. No negatives. No negatives. I know. I know. I know. I know. Um, so what's your, for me, what's your three, Tim? For me, the the my favorite songs, the ones that I feel like um, really uh, – First of all, I want to say about Christmas music. It's hard to say what's your favorite because the pool of Christmas songs is smaller than the pool of all songs, right? So it becomes very easy for things to get overplayed. So there are songs that annoy me because they have been just tremendously overplayed. I think that Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is a good song. Like it is a, I think it is a fundamentally good song. But I don't want to hear it anymore because it's been like, I I feel like, especially in recent years, it's just been jammed down like everyone's throats. But that doesn't mean it's a bad song. Like, I I still feel like it's it's good music. It's just like, eh, you know, it's tough because you, you hear it so often. But I will say that, like, for the sake of this question, I wasn't thinking about, like, am I sick of hearing it uh, so much as is it a good song? But the songs that make me the happiest during Christmas time tend to be the ones that are like from the soul era, 
like I really like um, things like uh, 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 Merry Christmas Baby by Otis Redding. Uh, that's a great song. Uh, the speaking of Home Alone, the Drifters White Christmas version, you know, that kind of doo-wop bop, one. Bop, yeah. I, think, I think that's great. Um, I really love um, um. Uh, Stevie Wonder's uh, What Christmas Means to Me. I think that's a great song. Um, and then I, I know I've already said three, but uh, uh, <laughs> the the other ones that like came to mind, Run Rudolph by Chuck yeah. Berry. That's a great mm-hmm. song. I enjoy that song. That and is also a good one. like a that was uh, like my OLI like outside looking in, yeah. And, and pushing a little later in uh, music history, uh, if I were going by Dave's after 1980 rule, uh, Christmas and Hollis by Run DMC. Yeah, uh, that is a fantastic song. It is so yeah. good. Let, let me let yeah, me correct something one. real quick because I totally messed up. I, I had a brain fart and I messed up the name of the first song. It's not Walking in a Winter Wonderland. It's Let It Snow. Uh, let it oh. snow is the is the one it's it's basically like the uh yeah so that's the that's the song frightful frightful, frightful. The fire is so delightful correct correct that's oh. that's the one so yeah that and uh yeah the uh run rudolph was um was like it was between that or hippopotamus i just i, I like just totally r- random weird songs that uh it's catchy it's a catchy song to me it is catchy. It is it is catchy as long as you imagine it as a child singing it. When you yeah. stop and realize it is an adult woman singing that song, that there's is great. something about it. Yeah. That is great. That makes it greater. You're right. Correct. All right. So, Dave, what are we doing? Two, two uh, on, on the two, negative side? Two worst Christmas songs of all time. And so my first one, I'll lead in. I've, I've got good passion okay. on these. Uh, I have really grown to dislike I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus. Uh, it just, it grates on me. And then part of me, like we just went through this year of the whole, like we, we had the, the first Santa discussion in our house. And so like trying to explain that, I'm just like, I don't, I don't like it. I like the song. It's not my favorite. Uh, but it's, it's not even close to being the most awful Christmas song ever written. Like maybe, maybe my most hated song of all time. Oh God. Whoa. Is I want a Pippa for Christmas. Oh. <laughs> I hate that song. My kids, when they want to torture me now, start trying to sing that song in the house because of how visceral my reaction is to it. I Why? It. I just want to. Slap you want to stab yourself. You you want to like and the hippopotamus and Shirley Temple, just like all everybody. Like it's wow. just the the voice kills me, and it's just I don't find it cute or endearing. I'm like at a job, and maybe you know just oh, he wow. wants to stab yeah. himself in his eyeballs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. So. So that's my no account for taste. Mine. Everybody's got their thing. That's, that's fantastic. Right. I love it. That, I love it. I was that hoping is, that. That is so great. I love that. He kind of stole your thunder there, though, Tim. No, I'm so far. I'm good. I'm good. How about okay. you, uh, Adam? What's your What's your downsies? Uh, yeah. So my downsies, uh, baby, it's cold outside. Um, because yeah, I, I think uh, yeah, not not down with that whole approach by by the what's dude. in this drink? Yeah, not 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 cool. Um, so that's, that's number one. And, uh, number two, you guys are probably not going to like this. Another probably controversial take. 
Um, but uh, not a fan of Wonderful Christmas Time by Paul McCartney. Hey, guess what? Oh, guess what, Adam? Guess what? Oh, what? Guess what? That is what? one of my two least favorite songs. Wonderful Thank you. It's it. a, no, can't do it. Mm-mm, don't like oh, it. No. It's so it's repetitive. Like, it's a classic. It's, it's so top exactly. I don't care. They're it's all re- classics. They're Christmas it's, songs. They're all it's classics re- to someone. <laughs> if if I think about if I think about what's the song in real life that is most like the song from Love Actually, it, the greatest Christmas like, movie of all time. Who's just like who's just like mailing it in for just to soar up the charts and have a have just have a check the box of having a holiday song like that's the song that i think of that is most like that quick diversion because wow. we're, we've got to talk about it because it's the holiday season uh our kids uh went to uh camp haynes the ymca camp has something called winter camp uh, where they mostly have a summer camp and then during the winter time one weekend they do a winter camp where uh, the kids come and stay from Friday night to Sunday morning, and it's a fun little like camp preview uh, that we sent our kids to last year, and we sent them to again this year. Awesome time. This past weekend was winter camp, which meant this morning when we woke up, my wife and I woke up inexplicably early, you know, like despite the fact that no one was like knocking on our door, uh, you know, it was like our second night without the kids in the house and, you know, starting to like get excited about them coming home and, uh, so we woke up really early and we ended up like having some time to kill before we had to go pick them up from camp. So we decided to start watching Love Actually. And it is, it's been a little while. There are things about that movie that are fantastic. There mm-hmm. are things that have not aged well in the 20 years since it came out. That's Boy, correct. howdy. Boy, I feel like we have learned a lot as a society. And yes, I don't believe that every movie should be made. But like that's a lot of workplace situations. That's a lot of workplace romance. Yeah, that's a that's to a lot the point of me. That's a lot of me too. Them, a lot of yeah. me too. It's yeah. me too, and me too, and me too, and me too, and them too, and they too. I'm just saying. It's also it's also really difficult to. Too, all time. It, it it's fun. also really difficult to picture Liam Neeson in a character that is not just tearing through Europe. Yeah, beating people's ass. I have a particular set of skills. It's mourning my wife and raising my yeah. son to be a sensitive lover. Yeah. <laughs> yeah totally totally off the spectrum there for for him yeah yeah it's pretty wild uh, all um, right tim let's hear the songs the cast saves the movie by the way i love the cast everybody in that movie is fantastic mm-hmm. um so the songs the first one is wonderful christmas time uh, uh simply whatever i i can't it, Thank it you. goes and goes and goes and goes and goes uh and it drives me crazy and the other one uh, this is one that is a popular one for some reason. Uh, I can't listen to Santa Baby. I can't do it. I can't yeah, we don't it. like that one either. Mm-mm. Santa, Santa, it's the baby voice thing. Yeah, you know, and the, yeah, too bad, and the double entendre soup, and it's just, I, uh, I, I can't. To to the point where when this topic came up, I mentioned it out loud uh, around my family, and I think. I don't think it was just my. I think it was one of my kids first who said, "Daddy's a Santa baby." Because <laughs> I, I That's the one that I'll, I'll hit next on the playlist, and it's done so many times. So yeah. many people do it, you know. Yeah. So, oh man, like that's a good song too. That's my low light. Now I know. You like what to that put one? On, that's a good, now that's I know song. what to put on the playlist when you guys. Uh... Not the Madonna version. The Madonna version is horrible. All of them are horrible. They're all if horrible. Michael Blay, I like Michael Bublé's version. Michael Blake Christmas is the greatest Christmas album of all time. 
so, oh, oh, I wanted to talk, talk about, about that. Christmas, Christmas albums. Christmas I album actually album. love Christmas albums and I love Christmas shows. I think everyone should do a Christmas al- extravaganza. Everybody should do a Christmas album. I think it's great. I love when people sing the songs. I can't think of Michael Bublé singing that song right now. Um, but great. I've got a lot of Christmas albums I really like, including one that I just listened to the whole day yesterday, which was uh, Sufjan Stevens has got a Christmas album that's really good. But it's like twee and indie, and a lot of people don't uh, don't get it's into not it. Not a real person. It puts, it puts me in the Christmas. <laughs> yeah, it's a real person. It's a real person. Not true. <laughs> good topic, <clears throat> Dave. You know it's not fake. I love it. You know what we all enjoy? We all enjoy that wheel, son. I want a Christmas song about the wheel. Give me the wheel. I want a hippopotamus wheel for Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Wheelie baby. I'm dumb. This is how I sing that song. Because I'm dumb. There's the only wheel, one so. thing I want a spin. By the way, do you guys watch Community? No. Yeah. Joel oh, McHale? Right? Yeah, yeah, but back in the day, there was a there was a sort of a spoof on Santa Baby. There was. Um, that was hilarious, and I watch it every now and then because it's so funny. Mm. All right. It, Who came uh, up on the wheel, Adam? Well, let's see. It didn't come up on me again. It didn't land on you again, Dave. Uh, looks like it. So, it well, wow. The streak continues. Landed on you, Tim. That's one of the finest streaks I've ever seen. <sighs> hey, man, so when you're a good, good spinner, you're a good spinner to make sure everyone gets their crack at it. Spin, spin, spin. Spin, spin, spin. Put so the needle topic. on the record. Eric, Eric. Uh, my topic is. Uh, we he mentioned forgot. earlier. He forgot. No, well, I didn't. We we mentioned earlier that uh, tonight I watched Home Alone with my kids for the first time. I gotta admit, I was a little uh, 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 apprehensive about it. I didn't know how it was gonna hold up for me. I thought it was pretty good. It wasn't as violent as I remembered it being. Like I remembered the like home invasion being the entire movie, and it's actually mm-hmm. a it's not. small part. It's like of the Twenty movie. minutes. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's it's pretty sweet, you know. So uh, so that that's a good one that held up so i thought i would ask the question of um as you've gone through the process of showing movies from your own childhood to your children what is a movie that you have uh like particularly enjoyed or that has surprised you uh as you have attempted to sort of like take the things that you enjoyed as a kid and pass them on to the next generation by showing movies to uh to your kids hmm is that did I ask a question there? Was there a question? I, you there? did. Okay. I got it. Good. Good. I got Adam. Uh, you got one. Start. Here we go. You want to go. I mean, for me, we the, my kids haven't really watched a lot of movies that that I grew up on, unless they're Christmas movies. So, like, we've watched Home Alone. Um, I think the best example I have is during the summer, during the spring and summer my younger son picky eater got really into star wars like the original star wars wanted to watch them all the time um like there was a time when he'd be home during the summer and you know maybe if it was bad weather outside he'd be like like dad can can i watch star wars and he always wanted to watch empire strikes back so yeah so he he got really into that and so i think that's my best example of 
one of my kids getting into a movie from my childhood. There, there's just not a lot. Like most of the movies my kids enjoy are, are newer movies that that weren't even close to being around when I was a kid. So the movie that I watched over and over and over again that I probably need to show my kids at some point is the original Mary Poppins. My my mom oh, would tell yeah. you that that's the movie I would watch. I would ask to watch all the time when I was growing up. All the I time. You, you could have said a hundred movies. I didn't think you were going to say Mary Poppins. You, you were going to say Mary Poppins? Movie. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. a great one. My kids love yep. it. Our, our kids it. love that one too. Yeah. And Mary Poppins Returns, which is also absolutely delightful and amazing. Underrated. I thought that was a really yeah. good. Uh, first of all, Emily Blunt is amazing. Oh, and she like did amazing. a really good job of capturing the spirit of that character. Yeah. Well, you know, but everything about that movie, I think, thought was pretty fun. There's some fun yeah. songs in it. Mm-hmm. The Lin that's Manuel awesome. of it all. Oh yeah, that's that's mm. that's a part of like one out of every two things we heard was Lin Manuel Miranda because he's yeah, yeah, writing and starring in Mary Poppins Returns. That's good. Story. Hey, ran, oh. random side, random sidebar. What was the first rated R movie you guys ever saw? Uh, my parents brought me into the room as a five year old to watch Raiders of the Lost Ark, oh. which was real cool until the dude's face melted off and I screamed. That is like burned into my memory. (laughs) Like we were over here today, right? Deciding whether or not our kids were able to handle home alone, a movie, which is clearly okay for kids. And I'm like, I watched a man's face melt off due to the power of the Lord as a five-year-old. So, you know, there was that. Well, the question was uh, rated our movie. Here's a question. What was uh, that movie rated Raiders of the Lost? Oh God. Did they even have ours then? I don't even know. Uh, they did yeah. have ours. That movie was rated PG. No, no, no way. G. Here's here's a fun fact about that. Not only was it rated PG, but it was actually a big part of why the PG thirteen was created. If you look into oh the uh, so let's see, first PG thirteen movie, uh, I think was um, was a uh, uh, let's see, first. Hold on a second. This is great audio. I know. Uh, this is this is the portion of the show we like to call Googling. Yeah. Right. So um, the first PG-13 movie technically was Red Dawn. Oh, uh, yeah. Love Red it, Dawn. Love Red But Dawn. In, in large part, it was created because of uh, Temple of Doom. Um, so, like, Indiana Jones was a big part of why the PG-13 rating was created uh, at, at all. Um, yeah. After an outcry of content of various movies released earlier in 1984, especially Gremlins and Temple of Doom, uh, oh, wow. they ended up creating the PG-13 rating, and the first movie it was applied to was Red Dawn. Uh, but so uh, Indiana Jones movies have always ridden kind of a fine line, uh, and would be very much a PG-13 movie if it was released now. Uh, but at the time, it was a PG rating. Um, for me, I don't remember when my first R-rated movie was because my parents didn't censor anything we watched. Uh, I probably watched like Bad Lieutenant. I don't know. Like I, I was watching, you know, R-rated movies alongside my dad from the time I was yeah. walking and talking. I, I had no content restrictions whatsoever, and it was terrible. It was the eighties. <laughs> it was the eighties. It. it was a different. Time. I don't recommend it. Was it. it was bad. You know. <laughs> I watched anything and everything. There were a few movies that they drew the line at. Uh, after my youngest brother got a bunch of nightmares from the child's play movies, uh, that oh, was restricted God. in our house. S- scary, scary. That that doll. I still get terrified when I see Chucky on on the screen. Yeah. yeah so there I, were. A few I've still things. not seen Chucky. So that's. Like, oh, we were yeah, tormented by things don't. like the 
the it uh miniseries from mm-hmm. the 80s or yeah 80s um, yeah and and yeah it, 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 yeah i recommend screening some things for your kids they're children yeah my first rated r movie was last of the mohicans that's a good one oh and it was rated r because it was filmed, just gory filmed it, like it was really gory yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, but that's I, like I, saying I my first alcoholic show. drink was a fine scotch. You know, hmm. like you didn't waste your first R-rated movie that's on Showgirls. You know, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like at least you it's saw true. something with it some was, substance. You know? I did, true. I did, but man, I, I I covered my eyes through all the all the battle scenes and the gory parts. Yeah. Man, it was yeah, it was rough. And then and then you think about it, and you're like, yeah, Game of Thrones, no big deal. Yeah, you know. that's right. That's right. <laughs> oh my All right. So, uh, Tim, what's your answer to the to the question about yeah, movies so, your kids have watched that from your childhood? Yeah. So one of the movies for me uh, uh, that we've shown our kids that I was uh, sort of excited by how well it held up um, was uh, E.T. E.T. was one. Oh, that, uh, good one. It is good a, one. It, so there are some parts in it that like. Again, from a from a modern viewer's standpoint, ouch. Uh, the, you know, there's some stuff in there that's rough, um, like you know, just language and things like that. Um, but first of all, that was released the um, phone home. Phone it was really. <laughs> it was released the month that I was born. Nailing it. Um, <laughs> it, it was re- one week before I was born. It's great. It, it holds up really, really well. Uh, you can really see Spielberg's filmmaking come through. Uh, the kid who plays Elliot is um, outstanding. It's one of the best Elliot, performances Elliot, I've ever seen. Elliot. I used to be able to do that a lot better. I used to be able to do that a lot better. It's a great movie. Uh, it is. So, but and that's one that my kids love and that I enjoy. I'm glad we showed it to them. That's a good answer. I like that. So I think that's one I need to show my kids. I think I need to show. There's yeah. a, there's some swears in it. You know, there's some 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 language that's a little like, uh, uh, you know, again, it was 1982. You know, yeah. Like just and I'm sure it was PG. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah I think ET was. I think ET was definitely well, everything PG. Was, everything was faces melted yeah, PG. Yeah, that's yeah. right. E.T. Guy was gets, like negative G. Guy gets chopped up by a propeller plane. Yeah, PG. PG, yeah, why not? Right. <laughs> it's just fictionalized. <laughs> All right, Dave, what's oh your answer? Gosh. Okay, so I got a, I got another visual not, prop for you guys. Not uh, Raiders I, of the Lost Ark. Not Raiders of the Lost Ark. Not not when the Indiana Jones. I do love that we all did Home Alone within 24 hours of each other with literally so not funny. talking about it. So good. About it. So good. Um so this is from a couple months ago. I can't remember if I already showed you guys this. We, uh, my, my son, Sneak, he watches movies in a visceral manner, as you might imagine, knowing this child. Like, he does not passively sit by and consume the video. He is, he is in it. It's like 40X, but on our couch. Like, there's jumping and bouncing and screaming, and he is all in. And so we watched The Sandlot uh, a oh. couple months ago. Because he's playing baseball, one. right? So we're trying to like get him like all these awesome like baseball movies. So we showed him Sandlot, and I'm going to show you all the video, and we'll get the audio and see if it plays through. This is the last 34 seconds of the scene with the beast, you know, chasing uh, the baseball. Yeah. And Spoiler, alert. Just- Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert!
<laughs> Look at his little legs moving. That's how we earn our E for the week. He oh, jumping sick. up and down, dancing around, and then like in perfect mimic form. Oh, oh shit! Sneak way to go. Do- he doesn't even know the word. Doesn't even know what it means. I don't know if he'd heard it. He just he. My God, yeah. it was perfect. It was perfect. We died. I think my wife and I just about <laughs> cried, and it. Um, yeah. So Sandlot oh, was pretty great. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's so good. Hey Sneak, you want a s'more? Yeah. <laughs> Such a good Such movie. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Those, I, I think those those are gonna have to be two of the movies I show my kids. Sandlot. Oh man, Sandlot's so good. I think your kids would really like Sandlot, especially. Oh man. So E.T., there are definitely some moments that are like that crawl a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but Sandlot keeps it tight, and yeah. uh, I I think they would like that. Um, definitely try, but like ET still got a few scary parts and a few parts that are kind of slower. Uh, but still, I think it's fantastic. Yeah. But um, but Sandlot's a good one. We we've done Sandlot recently. We also recently did uh, Homeward Bound, uh, The Incredible Journey. Do you remember that one with the with the dog and the cat? And the other dog. Oh yeah, it was like uh, Michael J. Fox and Sally Field and Donna Michi were the voices of these dogs and cats that were trying mm. to find their way home. Oh, we've got we got to do our we got to do our outro. We have to we have to edit into the out. We never did our weekend outro. We, Why we does go a weekend in. excursion have a Christmas album? <gasps> they should they have should. a Christmas album. Cass, Cass, if you're listening, we need a weekend excursion Christmas album. Yeah, that's what they should do. Yeah, I'm Wait. in. Do we have a path back in to the podcast? What? Because, I mean, you're cutting out a lot of that other stuff. Do we have a path back in? Did we get back in? What's the last well, thing I mean, we said we could talk about? We're back in right now. We're, we're back uh, in with Weekend Excursion Needs a Christmas Album. Okay, so let's do that part again. Hey, you know who needs to do a Christmas album? Who? I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> Weekend Excursion. Yeah, they should absolutely do it. Hey, you know, you know what? All and and all of their Christmas albums should have one, one uh, s- consistent guitar riff. I can't uh, think of it. Is is it the one from Walking in a Winter Wonderland? No, it's a wonderful Christmas time. What what what? Christmas time. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode on the Triad Podcast Network. Our mission is simple. Provide information, advice, and stories about the people and places that make the North Carolina Triad such a great place to be. You can find us by searching Triad Podcast Network on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, pretty much wherever you like to listen. If you like what you heard and want to support the show and those that contribute, we would truly appreciate a rating and review on your favorite podcast app. It helps spread the word along, as do your shares on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Triad Podcast. To get in touch with us, simply email info at triadpodcast.com. Thanks for listening.